Talking about the things that you love is a skill, not a talent. Some people think it's a talent, something that we're born with, something that is innate to the species. But I'm here to tell you, you can lose it. Because I haven't really been talking about the things that I love for such a long time that I feel like I've forgotten how to do it. At least how to do it with any confidence that I'm conveying the things that I want to convey all over again. Now, I'm not talking just about how to do reviews, but just allowing my own exuberance to come out. So let's talk about that and a bunch of other things on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and... Yeah, there are so many things, so many things that I have apparently forgotten how to do. And it's, it's mainly been because of you know, the stress, the strain, the unscheduled mental health vacation that tricked me into not doing a bunch of things for a very long time. And every time I think like, I'm back, I'm better, I'm able to move ahead again. I realize yet another thing that I have forgotten how to do. And it's just been strange. And it doesn't help that a lot of this exuberance keeps getting smacked by the real world. <laughs> that doesn't help at all. So, par ejemplo, for example, I have been doing a lot of streaming over on YouTube, which I really, really enjoy and actually kind of want to figure out a way to do more of it in a way. But yeah, I really enjoy it. So I do a count-in timer because it takes a certain amount of time for the stream to actually show up. Once I hit the go live in this way, there's kind of a buffer where I'm not just talking to the ether and nobody can hear me and whatnot. It's a, it's a standard practice, like a lot of streamers do it. And so I used Canva Pro to make my timer. And I got copyright claimed. <laughs> even though I used Canva and I used the tools that are in Canva that you're supposedly licensing from them where you're paying the money. And it, it, it that didn't help me. That didn't solve anything. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. It did not get a copyright strike. It's, it's fine, but it's, it's annoying because you know, when you're paying to license something, you, you expect to be able to use it, especially when it's like, hi, I'm paying you a license so I can make a video thing. So that's weird. That's weird. And then, like, the other day, I'm going through my DMs, and I noticed that one of my favorite bands followed me on Instagram. And that felt weird. It felt weird, because I was like, hey, that, that's kind of the awesome. And then I check my DMs, and there's a DM in there from Anne, from Motherfeather. And, yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so much for following the podcast. Thank you so much for following me and for saying the nice things that you did. I really enjoy your music and I'm glad that you tipped me off that there's more new music coming because it, we've been in kind of a desert 
lately. Many of my favorite bands have not been releasing new music, and just recently, it, it started happening. Cybertronic Spree have a new album out, which I can't wait to talk to you all about probably next week. Lucifer has been recording again, and now now I know there's another Feather album coming, and if you're not listening to them, you should definitely listen to them. They're a really, really fun band. So it's been weird, and I don't know how to take all this, to be honest, because I have lost my capacity, my skills, my ability to talk about the things that I like, because that's one of the things that the depression did to me, is it really reinforced my ability to talk about, to discuss, to point at all of the things in the universe that I don't like. And, well, that's not helpful to anyone, especially right now, when that's pretty much the entire universe. So, I got myself thinking. I should be doing more reviews. I should be reviewing some of the games that I play, even though I don't play that many. I really want to be talking about the music that I listen to a lot more, again, because that's a lot of fun. Though I wish I could actually play samples of the music, but I have signed contracts that makes that not possible. But because the podcast is on Spotify now, I figure I could make a Spotify playlist where I can put the songs in the order that I'm talking about and do it that way. So you can, you know, like those old records that you used to get as a kid or tapes or whatever. See, I'm dating myself here where it was like, you read up to a certain point and then you played a song off the album or whatever. Yeah, I'm really dating myself here, aren't I? I think they made them with CDs too. I remember my niece having some that worked with CDs. But anyway, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to do that because I don't know how to do reviews anymore. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I watch and listen to and read a lot of reviews. And for the most part, I don't like them. There are a few people whose reviews that I do enjoy, but for the most part, I find most reviews to be boring. And not because, like, the innate art of criticism is dry or anything like that. It's just, there's, one, a fine line between just giving an opinion and doing a review, and also, there's a lot of other aspects that go into a good review that make it interesting and entertaining. It's kind of a double-edged sword. There's a difference between a review that you would find, say, on an Amazon product page. Where you're just wanting the facts. Like, I just want the facts. Did it work? Did it do the thing that it told me it was going to do? If the answer is yes, then okay, fine. I will buy said item. If it isn't doing those things, then I don't want to buy said item. That's one kind of review. Other types. Like if you're doing reviews on YouTube or in a podcast or on a blog, you you have a double burden on you where the review needs to not only be informative, but it in and of itself needs to be entertaining. Because like this goes back to Siskel and Ebert, right? The reason Siskel and Ebert became really, really big and then Roger Ebert became a legend as far as a reviewer is the banter between Siskel and Ebert about the movies that they talked about was entertaining in and of itself. Whether or not you cared about the movies that they were talking about, whether or not you had any 
personal investment in either side's opinions. The banter between them in and of itself was entertaining, and thus led to a show and everything else. I don't want to just do a banter show. I don't know exactly how I want to do this, but I want to find a way to be both simultaneously entertaining and informative. And I have not cracked that code yet. I I, I know some people are going to call crap on me for that because you think that I have, but it's a really tricksy thing because especially with a lot of what I want to be reviewing more of, which is music, talking about music without the ability to play the music is a nightmare problem that I don't know exactly how to get over. Because I can describe a beat to you, I can describe the effect that a particular song has on you, but that's never going to help you understand the actual visceral experience of hearing that song. So, hmm. And I know I'm just kind of talking out Matoshi here on this, just putting it out there. But I, I have a few examples that I'm probably going to be following because they have done things that work. So folding ideas on YouTube is probably going to be my role model in this because I look forward to his criticism of movies more than just about anybody else. And I think it's because he approaches everything from his particular strength. And then I learn more about editing and film because he approaches from that perspective. So maybe I'll try to do that. I don't know. We'll see. I I, I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm willing to learn. The other problem that I have with doing reviews and criticism, especially here lately, is what is there to say? I mean, I'm not the fastest person when it comes to getting reviews out, and that's for a lot of reasons. One, I don't get review copies of materials, so, you know, I used to, back when I was doing reviews more often, I would be sent review copies, and sign all the NDAs that went into that so that the reviews didn't come out until it was time. And that was an interesting thing to be a part of. I mean, I used to get a lot of interesting stuff. And I don't know that I necessarily want to go back to that. But, so that's number one. I'm not the speediest at it. Two, I generally have to wait until the item is available via one of the mechanisms that I use to consume media. So, if, like, the new Mulan, I, I can't review the new Mulan. I, I don't have the spare currency right now to spend $25 to watch it. I, I just don't. And it it itself would not make me enough money, talking about it, would not make me enough, <laughs> would not make me 25 bucks. So it, the, the opportunity cost is so low, like, I'm not spending the money. So that's number one. So I would have to wait until it's just on regular Disney Plus, and I probably will watch it then and talk about it then. But that loses me all of that first mover advantage, right? I'm not able to get into that first wave of reviews where, let's face it, most people are really, really looking for review content. The second problem that I'm facing is 
there are so many reviewers. Like, everybody and their cousin has an opinion, and those opinions are coming out everywhere, from TikTok to YouTube to podcasts to blogs to Twitter. I've even seen people starting to post interesting stuff on Instagram as far as how they're doing reviews and whatnot. So that's the other problem, is uh, what, what can I say that hasn't been said before? I mean, I get a certain Marilyn Manson song stuck in my head every time I think about doing reviews again. Nothing left to say anymore. I'm just going to stop there because, you know, I don't want to get somebody coming after me for copyright because I quoted the line to a Marilyn Manson song. <sighs> I'm not saying that they would do that, but you never know because people are so litigious these days. And especially when it comes to copyright. And that's kind of my third problem is... I have really mixed feelings talking about a lot of the content that I do want to talk about and discuss because I don't want people coming after me for talking about the things that I want to talk about. I, I don't need that noise in my life. And that is frankly what it is. It's noise. It's a bunch of obnoxious <sighs> hurdles that you have to get past in order to talk about things. I don't want to have to uh, do weird video tricks to be able to talk about this, that, or the other thing. So I haven't figured out exactly how I want to do that. And I keep bringing it up because, one, I want you all to know that I am wanting to do this. And two, because you never know when somebody's going to say the right thing. Just that one little hint. And I'm not saying that I'm looking for any of you to give me a, a direction to follow or to solve this problem for me. But you never know when you're going to hear that one thing that gets your brain moving in just that right way that gets you to understand exactly what and how you should be talking about things. Because I have a lot of feelings about various media, and I'm trying to figure out what is the best medium in which to put it out. There's part of me that feels like the podcast is the best because I can just talk so I don't have to worry about showing images or clips. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating because I don't want to be repeating what everybody else is saying out there. And there are some properties that I feel like I have a lot to offer. I was talking the other day with some friends of mine about wanting to do really trashy book reviews because I love really trashy books. The alien tie-in books are some of the greatest things in the world because haven't you ever wanted to see knights versus aliens? That's a thing that exists. It's out there and it's wonderful if you're into that sort of thing. In fact, the alien tie-in books have been better than the alien movies for a very long time. So yeah, I, I, I'm definitely trying to figure this out. I don't want to become the pedantic person that I don't enjoy listening to and finding that balance and striking that balance is really hard for me because I don't know exactly where I want to be on that spectrum. Hi, Charlie. It's um, So I want to talk about a game that I actually have stopped playing, but it was really actually fun. It is on Microsoft Xbox One, and we at the Homestead call it uh, Armitage Vampire because <laughs> the main guy looks exactly like Richard Armitage. And actually, there is a Cthulhu one that looks very similar. It's like they're like, oh, Richard Armitage is awesome. Let's make games around him, dude. 
And they did because um, he looks exactly like him. Anyway, the vampire game is pretty fun. You go into this like dilapidated uh, town and it has like a mental institute. Well, I guess it's just a hospital, but to me it's like the scary mental institution. And people are looking for help. And you're a doctor that just got changed into a vampire. So you don't really know how to handle your thirst, um, but you are trying. And you try to help people as well, you know, if you decide to go to that path. And supposedly, every decision you make is supposed to um, change the way the game plays. So if you're doing evil things all the time, you'll have one outcome where as if you're doing good things and only eat from vampires and only, you know, hurt bad guys, then, you know, you're going to be the golden boy in blood. (laughs) Anyway, I love this game. I played it for a while. It was on Game Pass, um, which is like a thing where you can pay and and play any games. Um, We got it gifted to us, so so I played it. And I didn't buy it because, number one, it's really expensive. Uh, The other downs on this are that it takes forever to load. And I don't know about your house, but I am like, my son's doing school, my husband's doing work, and I have 10 to 15 to 20 minutes to play a game to just unwind a little bit. And if the game takes, like, two minutes to load up, then I have... That's cutting into my game time, man. And by the time I get actually in there and I'm like... Ooh, I'm in the hospital. Let me eat somebody. Then my son's like, okay, I'm done. It's my turn. I'm like, what the hell? Like, damn it. So so that's number one, that it loads way too slow. The other thing is that I got to a boss that I could not get past. And I guess the idea is that you get to this boss and you cannot pass them and you got to build up your strength and gain stuff. So basically, you just have to go roaming around the hospital eating the same guys that you've eaten every night before and um, redoing a lot of stuff so that you can gain points, so that you can get stronger, so that you can go beat this boss guy. Annoying. I'm sorry, but I just want, I mean, it was like only the first boss guy. Like, (laughs) don't make him so strong that I can't get past this storyline. Oh my God, it's annoying. Some of the storylines too were really tough. I had to go and look up some cheats and tricks um, before I even thought I should have had to do that because the game um, got a little too hard um, as far as finding the place because you got to be at this certain spot. Not here, not there, but you gotta be exactly on this X spot and hear exactly this conversation to figure out X, Y, Z. So it's just a little bit hard, especially when you're trying to play it for light playing and, you know, you only got a couple minutes. The pluses of it, the graphics are awesome. Uh, Everything looks really spooky and cool. Like if you have the lights turned off, it's really creepy and cool. And I love the way he feeds. Um, He can feed... A couple of ways you can totally kill him or you can just drink. And then once you drink, you can have these special powers that like scratch people really hard (laughs) or something like that. So um, it is fun to try out. Um, Go play Vampire or or Richard Armitage Vampire Hunter, (laughs) Uh, as we call him. And um, the Cthulhu one, I guess, is... It's good, too. My husband played it. I did not. But he said it was pretty much the same. The load is really slow. The stuff is cool. But the monsters are too hard too fast. That's my take for games this week. Bye. And that's why I let M do the reviews. Because she has not lost the spirit. And her reviews are always so good. Yeah, that actually sounds like a really good game. I've heard a couple people talk about it. But never in terms like that. Yeah, I haven't really been doing too much as far as video games go. 
but that's just because I'm a boring fuddy-duddy and I get what you're saying. Like I have only a little bit of time that I have allotted myself to play a game. And so it has to be like super fun, super awesome and has to have all the GTFO that it can possibly have. And for those of you who don't know what that means, that's get to the flipping monkey. Um, it's just, we, you can't promise me King Kong and have it take forever to get there. But yeah, that sounds like a really fun game. The game I've been playing most right now has kind of been a tie between Dawn of Man and No Man's Sky. But the update recently to No Man's Sky, the Origins update that brings it into 3.0, really made the game feel so different. And that's an amazing thing. Like, this is... This is the power of aesthetics, and I'm not saying that they didn't really change a lot of stuff under the hood or any of that, but predominantly, like the most noticeable thing that changed in the game is the aesthetics. The the look of the HUD, though it didn't change as much in functionality, but the aesthetics of the game, the way grass is rendered, the way planets are rendered, the way that new planets will be created the complete rewrite of the procedural engine from the ground up is such a powerful, amazing, wonderful thing. And it really shows what you can do when you set your mind to something. Because Hello Games should have been done. Like, they should have been done. No Man's Sky should not have survived its initial launch. And I say this as a fan of the game since launch. I understand where people are coming from about all of the anger and whatnot, but I have always been one of those people that takes what a developer says with tablespoons of salt because I don't feel that I've ever gotten the game that I was promised in the pre-launch materials. I don't feel like I've ever gotten that game for any game. I think every game that I've ever bought, I felt like they just hyped it up as much as they could hype it up and weren't entirely honest with the feature set and everything else. So, you know, I am not one of the people that was really mad at it, but watching it evolve over the years, the way I have, and then this new refresh of the game, it makes it feel like such a different experience. And it's made me think a lot about aesthetics, especially when it comes to video games, because this update really didn't change a lot of the underlying fundamentals of the game. That's been in the incremental updates leading up to this, where they kind of seeded a lot of that in. And this was kind of the culmination of that, where the procedural engine that runs everything got refreshed and got bumped up. But the game feels vibrantly new in a way that I did not expect something like this to do for it. It's my ship. It's the same ship that I've been flying for quite a while now, like for years now, because I found a ship that I liked and I've been working really hard to upgrade it. 
even though I went and I got myself a living ship. It's beautiful, and it sits on my freighter, because I don't fly it that much, because I really like the ship that I have. And like I said, spent a lot of time upgrading it and getting it just the way I likes it. But it's the same ship. It still flies the same way. Now, I do have one thing that I don't like. There were a couple changes that were added into the game that I don't quite understand why my oxygen capsules no longer work. Because they, the thing that you now make to power your suit is now the life support gels. And again, I'm not salty about that, but I had a stack. I was keeping stacks of like 80 ion batteries and 80 oxygen capsules on me. That way... I didn't have to worry about repowering stuff. Like anytime any of my power got low, I could just be like, recharge, 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 recharge. And like that entire stack is just worthless now. And that 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 kind of annoyed me a little bit, but eh, I'm not I'm not gonna complain about it. I do want them to put more systems in to bleed the game some. I I, I and I'm not saying like I don't want like a bunch of like things breaking down mechanics, but I have huge stockpiles of a lot of resources and a lot of materials that I would like to go to use, that I would like to actually become something. Because I find myself, when I'm not stockpiling stuff or going through stuff for construction, because I really like making bases in the game, just kind of running around and just mindlessly exploring, I, I would like there to be another layer added that I don't see there yet, but I don't really have words for it. Like, I love what they've done with the freighters. I really like the group missions and stuff like that that they've put into the game. It's just, I don't know. There, there's there's a layer missing that I'm not sure exactly what it is that would make the game just perfection. So hopefully they'll find it. But I'm really excited. It's, it's a really good update. For better or worse, the last couple weeks for me have been about profound reorienting, about finding where I want to be going from here. And it, it, part, part of me wants to say that this is like thanks to the privilege that I have, but it's really, it is and it isn't. Like I, I have the privilege that I can work on the podcast and the other things that I do because, you know, I am in a position where I don't have to worry too much about money but at the same time like I'm not rich I'm not wealthy and everything that I do does rely heavily on people actually supporting the work that I do so people on the Patreon or the ads from the podcast or what have you like those things really do help pay the bills for what I do and so I've been trying to strike the balance in myself because that evil, evil part of me keeps wanting to come out and do the whole, you know, if we completely optimize this, we could probably blah, 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 blah. And I don't want to be that person. Like, I don't. I've been that person before. And so trying to figure out where I want to go, what I want to do, what I want the content that I'm making to look like, what I want the stories I'm doing to look like, has been quite a struggle for me because it is that fight between the business side of me that kind of knows how to play the game and what that part of me wants to do 
and then there's the creative side of me and then there's just the fanish side of me that is kind of in this place now where I'm like I wish this thing existed so I would have it for myself and I don't and I want it so yeah I, I've been doing a lot of reorienting lately what have you been doing? please let me know I'd really like to find out if you have anything special that you would like to see me doing on any of the channels that I produce stuff on, let me know. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so we can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you have a dollar that you could pass my way, I would be ever so grateful. You'll find links in the show notes for both my Patreon, listener support, and coffee for one-time donations. Thank you so much to everyone who does that. It really does mean the world to me. If you don't have any money to give right now, trust me, 100% understand that. But if you know anybody you think would like any of the things that I do, please share it with them. That helps out so much more than you could ever possibly understand. <laughs> like, it is so hard to get discovered. So thank you so much to everybody who just shares the stuff that I do. It, it you, you are the real heroes in so much, so much. With everything going on right now, I, I, I just, it's not enough, but be out there, be loud, be proud. Remember black lives matter, black trans lives matter. Trans identities are valid. We really need to step up as a society and treat people better than we do. And with an election coming up, It's more important now than ever to be out there and speaking the truth to power. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, may you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye.